0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare
1: yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vicious. I don't have to
0: show you how to stinking
1: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. What a load of horse manure that was. What a load of BS. Senator Chuck Schumer, you heard in the top of the hour news. Wait a minute. We said we wanted to be there and we were told we weren't going to be there. I have sound bites, uh, and I wasn't able to locate them in the break. I was doing something else, um, of Senator Chuck Schumer pledging that that Democrats would not get anywhere near uh, the repeal of Obamacare. That Democrats would help as long as the Republican Party agreed that they would keep Obamacare and fix it so they could preserve Barack Obama's worthless reputation. Chuck Schumer vowed he wouldn't, no Democrat will go near it, he said. And now he says, well, we were told we weren't, we weren't going to be there. We were told not to even bother. What a load of garbage. And, of course, Mitch McConnell. I don't know. You know, it's, it's one thing I will say about the Democrats. At least they are willing to fight for their socialist beliefs. I wish our side was a little more—I don't know—robust in their defense of freedom and liberty. I really, did. you know, I, I, you know. In the break, next break, I'm going to look for this this soundbite. Democrats won't get it. I, I mean, I, 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 his his screechy voice is echoing through my head right now. Uh, let me see if I have. I can do a quick search here. Uh, Obama Care. Uh, I don't know, Chuck Schumer, when was this put? Oh, that's 2014. Uh, let me see let me just see. Uh, th- this might be Chuck Schumer. If I'm not, if I'm, I think he regrets jamming Obamacare down the American people's throats. Democrats blew the opportunity the American people gave them. We took their mandate
0: and put all of our focus on the wrong problem health care reform. Now, the plight of uninsured Americans and the hardships caused by unfair insurance
1: company practices certainly needed to be addressed. But it wasn't the change we were hired to make. You guys remember that from 2014? That's when, of course, Obamacare really started to go downhill. And I, I'm i glad I found that one. I just I, I am. I don't I don't know, folks, because because of the nature of the biased press, this this will be the attempted new narrative. Democrats were waiting and the Republicans wouldn't let us uh, offer our suggestions. It's utter, utter crap. It's utter crap. They Democrats will not help Republicans repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act in one phase, two phases or three phases. Schumer said. Who the hell hell is writing this? This is, what's the hill? But it's not coming up. Unavailable. (laughs) Uh, Oh, this is frustrating. I remember, the Democrats, we we were there. We wanted to help the American people save them from Obamacare and the Republicans wouldn't let us. What a bunch of garbage. And I think he's I think he'll get away with this because of weak need Republicans oh I got an, I got a great idea let's send Lisa Murkowski or Susan Collins out there to refute uh, Senator Schumer let's do that <laughs> I'm sure they'll give a full-throated rebuttal to the leftist senator from New York good grief good grief all right uh, On the other side of the break, folks, we're going to go to break a little early because I want to to have plenty of time to talk with Sally Pipes, and we'll talk to her about what needs to happen, what the Republicans should be doing to repeal and replace uh, Obamacare to get us back to a system, a free market system. That's all coming up. The Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Stick with me. You are listening to The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze on The Blaze Radio Network.
0: Chris
1: Salcedo Show. It's the Chris Salcedo Show. I'm glad you made it, everybody, to your Radio Republic. Unlike your current federal government, your views are being heard, listened to, and addressed right here on this program. Let's have a conversation with Sally Pipes, president, CEO, and Thomas W. Smith Fellow in Healthcare Policy at the Pacific Research Institute. Her latest book is The Way Out of Obamacare. Sally, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show.
2: Well, thank you so much, Chris, for having me on.
1: Well, uh, the GOP's—I know, right—the uh, GOP's attempt to adopt Obamacare as their own <laughs> has yeah. has failed. Uh, We—I think you and I can agree that it is a failed model to have taxpayer money subsidizing an industry like the insurance industry. Uh, tell me where you think the Republicans are are, are going wrong in their approach so far.
2: Well, I think you know they they had trouble getting the House bill passed. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, Paul Ryan had to pull the 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 vote on March 23rd, and it was done. And and so then it was finally the House bill was finally um, passed, and then um, and then of course it went to the Senate, and we've seen so much, you know, back and forth. The the BCRA um, came out, and then on June 22nd, and then on um, last Thursday, Mitch McConnell announced the amendments to the bill. But the problem is that, that among the. The Senators, the GOP has Only has 52 Senators So, you know, to get something through With a simple majority is difficult But you have three factions within the Senate That are on the Republican side that couldn't agree The Murkowski, Collins, who are you know Worried about Planned Parenthood, and then you have The group of Senators uh, Shelley Moore Capito's, um the Senator John Thune, um, Bill Cassidy, who, you know, wanted the Medicaid Expansion to continue, and then you had the people On the right, the Rand Pauls, the Ted Cruz, the Mike Lees, who wanted to real um repeal and replacement of obamacare so the bcra you know really um it in my mind was obamacare like there were two things i liked one was that people could you know um uh, use the hsa to pay their premiums and that the money in your you could double the amount but basically you know so much of obamacare was 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 staying in place
1: yeah. And you know what? And to me, and that was the part that I found unacceptable was a surrender to the notion that we needed another massive entitlement here. And, and you know what also really stuck in my craw was it seemed like the like Obamacare, the insurance companies were writing the damn thing. I mean, they, they, they got to, instead of one hundred and twenty seven billion dollars, they got two hundred billion dollars designated for their coffers as extortion money to buy down premiums and to buy down rates using taxpayers money I mean one way or another the americans money was going to be extorted out of their pocket and into the insurance companies coffers and i found that unacceptable
2: well and i did too and the whole idea you know of you know when obamacare passed the the money was appropriated for the the tax credits but not for the cost sharing reduction so that insurance companies could get get paid seven billion a year to cover people's you know, lower-income people's copays and things, and then they were going to continue this. You know, as you just said, under the under the BCRA, it, it wasn't appropriated by Congress, and it is illegal, and it shouldn't shouldn't be happening. So it was a give yeah. to to the insurance industry, and yet the insurance industry then came out and said they couldn't support the Cruz Lee amendment, which would have allowed a non-compliant plan to exist in an exchange if the insurer offered a compliant plan. So the, the insurance industry. Re- really is out there lobbying for itself, and this whole – the funding from taxpayers for the cost-sharing reductions was, in my mind, was a disaster.
1: Yeah, I think think that the GOP – there's no prayer of the other side of the aisle doing this, but I think the GOP should – instead of worrying about what the traitorous – and I call them the traitorous insurance companies because they jumped in bed with Obama to basically put the screws to the American taxpayer – so I call them that. I think I think that the Republicans abandoned uh, uh, an industry that has already shown it to be uh, to to have its own best interest and sacrifice the best interest of the American people. Uh, betrayers, if you will, of the free enterprise system. If if they abandoned that and just stuck with stuck with what was good for the American people, they might get some success here. Sally, you've written a book. Sally Pipes, everybody, by the way, president and CEO. Thomas W. Smith Fellow in healthcare policy at the Pacific Research Institute, the way out of Obamacare. What is your prescription?
2: Well, I mean, you know, I mean, the... um Uh, The Obamacare uh, was signed into law seven years and four months ago. The Republicans have been talking about repeal and replace for all of that time. And they get into office, they promise the American people repeal and replace, and now we're in this giant, giant mess. But, you know, from my mind, we want a health care plan that would... Um, empower doctors and patients, not the federal government, so one of the biggest issues in a replacement plan is changing the tax code because if you have employer based coverage, which you know um, one hundred and sixty million Americans actually have employer based coverage, but if you lose or quit your job, you go into the individual market, you have to buy your insurance plan with with after tax dollars so I would like to see that the, the the tax code change so we can level that playing field so that individuals aren't discriminated against. Ultimately, I I believe that people shouldn't be getting their health insurance through their employer. It was a gift during World War II to employers, but it's really caused a great distortion in the market. Oh,
1: yeah. We all all know the history. The reason why that happened was because Congress had a bright idea of limiting compensation for people, limiting your wages. So to attract good people, they, uh, the, the company started offering health coverage as, as part of a perk or a benefit to make up for their capped wages, which is, again, another brilliance of, of the United States Congress. Meanwhile, while all this is going on, Sally, the, the fallacy that Obamacare is covering everybody is also falling apart. We learned from Bernie Sanders in the last election cycle that 29 million Americans still remain uninsured, even under. Uh, Obamacare, and that trend is continuing from what I understand. You guys have discovered this, yes?
2: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, President Obama, when he was selling the Affordable Care Act said he had two main goals: one was bringing the cost of health care down from you know down to about nine hundred and forty billion over ten years. The second was getting rid of you know, the, the number of uninsured, which was about forty four million in the country yet Bernie Sanders Sanders is right. We still have twenty eight million people uninsured. The Affordable Care Act did not eliminate the problem of the uninsured and the polling shows that for those people that are still uninsured and that the number is up for last year. The reason is because the the premiums under Obamacare are so expensive. I mean, remember the president promised people the average premium for a family would go down by $2,500 a year. The average family premium has gone up. And so a lot of people that are uninsured today, they're paying that penalty of $695 or 2.5% of income, whichever is greater, because they find the premiums are too high. And in many cases, even if they do pay the premium, they can't, can't afford the deductible. So and then when you look at who is covered, who were the 16 million new people covered? Many of them were people who moved on to Medicaid under the Medicaid expansion. Ah, I
1: am and so glad we'll you me. mentioned that. You, you know who told us that yesterday was Ezekiel Emanuel, one of these. Uh, well like I, I nicknamed him the weasel because he really just is. But he he jumped on Fox News and said <clears throat> the Republican plan would remove off uh, over 15 million people. Who were placed on Medicaid improperly uh, because they're able-bodied and they were 200 to 400 percent of poverty level, which, of course, Medicaid was never founded to help that group of people. So, But Obama threw them on Medicaid, and so that's what he was saying. We, we gave them these goodies, and now the Republicans want to take back these goodies that should never have been offered to begin with. Yes?
2: Absolutely, and I think you know one of the issues is Medicaid is available for people earning on under below 138 percent of the federal poverty level. That, but you know what's happened is that I think that a lot of people who you know signed on to Medicaid under the expansion plan in the 31 states that did that, a lot of people, if they had the chance in their job to move up and make more money, are going to say I'm not going to I'm not going to take that promotion or that job because I'd rather you know stay stay on medicaid so it's an anti-work program as well
1: yeah hey sally i, I mean we we're not going to solve it here in one interview but we'll get you back on sally pipes everybody president ceo and thomas w smith fellow in health care policy at the pacific research institute her latest book is called the way out of obamacare sally appreciate you carving out time for the salcedo show
2: thank you so much take care
1: 888-900-3393. That is the phone number here at the Chris Salcedo Show if you want to weigh in. I found that uh, passage. Now, I don't have the sound bite, but I do have the exact quote from Chucky Schumer. And Chucky Schumer, as you heard in the top of the hour news, is trying to uh, rewrite history and say the Democrats, we, we were shut out by those mean and nasty Republicans and we were trying to fix Obamacare because we screwed up so bad and we, were, we wanted to be able to help. But mean old Mitch McConnell, because you know Mitch McConnell, folks. He's so dang mean. <laughs> you know Mitch McConnell uh, just, can't, uh, just can't be reasoned with. He's such a terror. I have to take you back to, uh, let's see, when was the date of this? This was the 21st of March. Schumer, GOP Obamacare plan's third prong won't pass Senate. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer warned on Tuesday that Democrats will not support additional health care reform legislation as part of the GOP plan to repeal and replace Obamacare. Quote, all Republicans in the House and Senate should hear this. Democrats will not... Help Republicans repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act in one phase, two phases, or three phases, Schumer, uh, Schumer said. "Tumor said, Start calling him Chuck Toomer. <laughs> I, I, that might catch on. Let's, let, let's just start calling him the senator from New York, Chuck Toomer. <laughs> I'll repeat that again. So when you hear the top of the hour news, oh, that newscaster said, oh, Chuck Schumer says, oh, not so fast. From March, Chuck Schumer declared, quote, all Republicans in the House and Senate should hear this. Democrats will not help Republicans repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act in one phase, two phases, or three phases, Schumer said. And now he's coming up saying, "Oh, we were shut out. We couldn't. We couldn't get in, and we couldn't do it. Mitch McConnell was so mean. What a joke!" And it goes to show you, folks these these Democrats would sell their mother up the river. Filthy, stinking, rotten liars, all in an effort to gain control over you. What a Gosh, I can't I I cannot stand liars. I just can't stand them. Just ticks me off. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety three, eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. Uh by the way, did you guys speaking of Democrats and a rare moment of truth from one Democrat, James Carville, came out uh, what was this a couple days ago? And talked about the likelihood of Republicans, or Democrats rather, be taking the Senate. If a party is out of power and we don't have a presidential candidate, there's no one going to be in charge until sometime in 2020 when we decide on a presidential candidate. But I think right now most Democrats are trying to focus on the 2018 elections and you're trying to recruit people and to keep incumbents. And, you know, I, I would say we have a pretty good chance of taking the House back. The Senate is very, very difficult. Yeah the house a good good luck with the house by the way but, but you know i will say this folks the democrats chances of taking back the house will go up exponentially they're not very high right now but they will go up exponentially if the republican party doesn't do the right thing on obamacare trust me on this i mean you can just take your own personal gauge how many of you would show up in 2018 for this republican party well not me not me all right up next we will uh talk about socialism. Some college kids were asked, do you like socialism? They said, yeah. <laughs> we like socialism. It's so great. Well, can you define socialism? Duh, duh, duh. We will uh, let you guys hear it for yourself. Hey, it's don't, don't blame me. It's what the hell they're learning inside of college classrooms. Gee, they're not learning. 888 900 3393
0: The Chris Salcedo Show. <laughs>
1: on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. So,
1: all of you parents out there, maybe some of you guys are millennials too. Maybe, maybe if you're, if some liberals do listen to this program on the uh, on the Blaze, on the Chris Salcedo show on the Blaze presence in and Houston and Dallas, Fort Worth, and so some of you may be familiar with these types of people that I'm about ready to play for you. Now, they, they are asked. About socialism. What do you think about socialism? And um, some of you will be shocked. Others, you'll be scratching your head. How can we allow this to happen in America? But uh, listen to their responses. And your opinion, is socialism a good thing or a bad thing?
0: I mean, I think people kind of throw that word around to try to scare you. But if helping people is socialism, then I'm for it.
1: Helping people. Now, you know what she said what what she means by this is if allowing government to confiscate money and redistribute it how government feels is necessary and they do it under the guise of quote unquote helping people well, I'm all for it right now, what these young folks don't consider is what happens if let me put it in a way that maybe the the liberal mind can comprehend. What if you gave government all this power to take all your money at will? Or, you know, if, if you ask uh, certain liberal persuasions, how much is enough? How much of somebody's income do you want? You know, 30 percent, half, 75 percent. Some have, have said 90 percent. Ninety percent of your income to leave you ten percent for the you know because it's for the greater good, folks. And who administers the greater good? Oh yes, human beings, fallible human beings. Uh, the founders didn't believe in that. They believed that you should be able to remain, uh, retain the the majority, the fruits of your labor, and 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 use it to build a business, build your be consumers, support your family. That way there won't be need for, you know, uh, redistribution because everybody will be able to produce and work and have more. Well, what about people who are lazy? Well, I I, I don't know about that. I don't know if we we as a society want to help the lazy. Do we want to help the lazy? Do we want to help the the chronically entitled? Do we want to help them? Liberals want to help them insofar as to get their votes. Let's continue.
0: It could really benefit our country in the future. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Socialism as a concept, as a
1: philosophy is good. I think that it's got a bad rip. <laughs> Trying to spread the wealth is definitely a good thing in America and okay. it's definitely a thing that's needed. Spread the, spreading the wealth. Now, where the hell did he get that idea? Where, where, spreading the wealth in America is a good idea is what he says. Let government come in, take from somebody else something the government didn't earn that that person earned and give it to somebody else. That's what he's saying. When, when did we find this idea acceptable That and, and where does a child like this get the idea that it's perfectly acceptable to take from one family and give it to another? Oh, they don't need it. They don't need They got plenty. Says who? And they don't think, now now, what this child doesn't understand or even consider is what happens one day if it's you? What happens if one day you save up a whole bunch of money and you're trying to send your kid to college, you're trying to buy the house for your family, and the government says, well, you know what? We're going to take some of that money or half of that money because there are people in more in need of it than you. Well, wait a minute. I worked hard for that. And I wanted to provide for my family. Sorry, there are others who are more in need of it. Then, the politician who took that from you gets to say, "Look at how wonderful I am! I stole this money from somebody who earned it and gave it to you. Vote for me. Vote for me." And this uh, idiot—there's <laughs> no other way to call. It. I mean, he—he's an idiot because he's never he's not been he's not been taught any differently but he is an idiot he never considers the other side he just looks at everybody with money is evil nobody ever earned it and what happens if you bust your ass 15 20 years building up an nest egg and the government says oh i'm going to need that what do you mean you're going to need that i i worked my whole life for this well there are other people who need it more Besides, I need to get reelected. There are people who will vote for this. And you just heard from some of them. Now, what happens when they're asked to define socialism?
0: I'm not exactly sure.
1: How would you view what socialism is, though?
0: Um.
1: <laughs> economically, what is socialism? Yeah, uh, yeah. Economically, hmm. Ah, uh, hmm. So... <laughs>
0: Hmm. I'm gonna think about that for a second. Yeah um, do yeah, do that. Yeah uh, I guess yeah. just stop. Specifically, just you know, getting rid of that wealth gap in the United States.
1: <laughs> Socialism is getting rid of the wealth gap. Well, oh, I guess I guess it does do that. It takes money from those who earn it and give it to those who don't. So nobody's wealthy. Everybody's equally miserable. Everybody's equally poor. That's what it does. That's what socialism is. Gets rid of that wealth gap, yep. No matter how hard you work, you can't get wealthy because your money is redistributed to other people. That's socialism. No matter how hard you bust your ass, you can't get ahead. Welcome to socialism, kid. Welcome to socialism. Um, how would I describe (laughs) it as little as possible? Yeah, Um, yeah. mm Mm-hmm. How would you define socialism? Hmm. Um, I mean, it's definitely more of an open form of government, and it feels like <laughs> a lot more accessible to a lot more people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. It's, it's it's so accessible. Government is so much more accessible. The hell does that mean? I don't know. But let me, you know, because socialism is, we have a government. It's so accessible, and it's so open. And it's so free and loving and kumbaya and all that other... Garbage. Just, and they're this is what they're learning in college. In college. From leftist professors who deal in theory, not in the real world. They get to, they get to pretend what life is on the college campuses today. And Ileana Ross Lathan, who is a Republican Latina. I believe she's a Cubana. She was talking with Fox News yesterday, and they were marveling with great distress at the degrading situation in a socialist paradise. Now, this is where you kids on the college campuses, you might want to perk up and listen. See, there's your... All government is so accessible and so open and so more, you know, so more available for everybody. There's your pie in the sky. Idiocy, ill-informed, moronic attitude towards socialism. And here's the reality. what's going on down in venezuela
0: it was so uh, wonderful to see venezuelans in record numbers in every corner of the world go out uh, and and say no to maduro and say yes Uh, to democracy to having free and fair elections to having the Constitution being respected and uh, I was at one of the sites at the University of Miami Coral Gables uh, Center and it was just amazing Venezuelans after being uh, stepped on by Hugo Chavez and now Nicolas Maduro who's just as bad as Chavez and having communism uh, stuffed down their throat they're saying yes to democracy so I was uh, I was just enthused watching them get so happy but the fight is just beginning, as you pointed out, Brett. Uh, over a hundred people have been killed by Maduro's thugs. Hundreds and hundreds are in jail, political prisoners. Thousands are uh, have been injured in these street demonstrations. So the fight continues.
1: Yes, is it isn't the government is so open in Venezuela? They kill people openly because they oppose the government. It's so open in Kumbaya. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, political prisoners are jailed. Oh, look at all the wonderment inside of Cuba too. Oh my goodness, they slaughter all of their political oppositions. Oh, government is so open and so loving and so embracing. I mean, what a bunch of, what a bunch of morons. I don't blame the kids necessarily. They're only regurgitating the crap they learn inside of these these so-called institutions of higher learning. Eliana Ross Lathan, telling Fox News Channel why Venezuela is becoming a failed state. It's becoming a failed state because of, say it with me, kids, socialism. You mentioned 100 people uh, dying in the opposition since April. Inflation rate in Venezuela, 800% at the end of 2016. Oh, 800%. It's so wonderful. It's so open. Inflation is so wonderful. It's just, oh, it's, it's spreading the wealth around. It's 800% inflation. Oh, it helps so many people. That's what government, that's what socialism does. It's helping people. Uh, 87% of the population said it didn't have enough money to buy necessary food. <laughs> yeah. it's, look, look at how open it. people can't buy food. They don't have to worry about where the next meal comes from because they don't have any money to buy food. Isn't that so open and transparent? Isn't that so accessible? Isn't that so helpful to people? They can't feed their families. Their kids are starving. Oh, socialism is so wonderful. The GDP dropped 12% in 2016 after oil prices fell. And then by 2017, the country has owed $140 billion to foreign creditors. What does that mean for somebody in the U.S. sitting on the couch that maybe Congresswoman hasn't really been paying attention to this or has been inundated with other stories?
0: Well, that's why I'm so glad that you're covering this story. Uh, Venezuela, you've got to remember all of you viewers, was one of the richest, most productive, most powerful countries, freest countries in all of Latin America. It was the bread basket for, for Latin America. Now they don't even have wheat, they don't have milk, they don't have diapers, they don't have medicine. It's a basket case. So it, it went from a bread basket to a basket case. Why? Because socialism and communism does not work.
1: And it never has. Now, Ileana Ross Lathan pointed out that Fox News was the only news source to cover this. You have to ask yourself, why does ABC, NBC, and CBS not cover this? CNN not cover? Socialism failing so spectacularly. It's the same reason why they didn't cover Cuba. Or they don't cover the situation in China. Or other totalitarian regimes. Why would any of these biased press outlets. Want to inform the American people of the dangers. Of the policies of the Democrat Party. Why would they do such a thing? It would undermine their own cause. Funny I thought the. Agenda of the media was supposed to be to inform the American people. Apparently only some people in the media. I'll be back in a minute. Conservative talk.
0: Sounds spicy!
1: This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only
0: on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: This is The Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Make sure you catch up with the show on on uh, Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. I put the, the Chuck Schumer actual quote of where the Democrat position has been since this whole debate started about repeal and replace of Obamacare. It's on the top post. Actually, it's under the top post. I pinned the definition of statism, and it's, it can actually be socialism ideas that are so good they must be made mandatory <laughs> uh, you, you if you want that article to share with your with your friends to remind everybody where Chuck Schumer has been and now he's trying to redefine trying to re uh, rewrite history but if you want if you want to put an exclamation point on this entire show it can be this socialism sucks every time. There's nothing virtuous about it. There's nothing meritorious about it. It and its cousin communism is responsible for the loss of freedom and liberty and wanton killing and death throughout human history. It is... It is... I don't know how other ways to put it other than incredibly destructive. Massively destructive. There, there is nothing virtuous about socialism, nothing whatsoever. And all of the, I don't know, all of what you heard from those kids is what they're being indoctrinated with, uh, with inside of these so-called institutions of higher learning. Put another way, socialism is the philosophy of failure, the creed of ignorance. In the gospel of envy, its inherent virtue is the equal sharing of misery. Sir Winston Churchill. That's going to do it, everybody, for the Chris Salcedo Show. Until we meet again, remember, society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by government, but rather how much power is reserved for we, the people. This is a good one to share, ladies and gentlemen. I would encourage you to do so with all of your friends who are persuadable. 888-900-3393
0: the chris salcedo show
1: on the blaze radio network